we've been able to show publicly by creating spaces that bring people together safely, how we can have joy be part of our resistance and um, our uh, protest. It's a wake up call that like the system as we know it hasn't been working and it's going to be up to us to answer the call and do something about it. And that is going to require one thing for sure, which is creativity. Welcome to the Arts for Society podcast, where we talk about how art can bring change to society. This is Anne and Ode. Today, we are proud to interview two guests who are both renowned New York-based artists, Hank Willis Thomas and Jose Parla. Hank Willis Thomas is a well-respected figure of the New York contemporary art scene and of his generation. He describes himself as a conceptual artist who is working primarily with themes related to perspective, identity, commodity, media, and popular culture. One of his last public art commissions, a monumental bronze sculpture entitled Unity, is now a landmark near the Brooklyn Bridge. Hank will also design The Embrace, an upcoming memorial honoring Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King in Boston. He is the co-founder of Four Freedoms, an artist-run platform for civic engagement and direct action for artists in the United States. José Parla is one of his generation's most fervent champions of painting. Over the years, he has established a very recognizable style transforming the language of the street into abstract painting. Born in Miami to Cuban parents, he lived in Puerto Rico and Atlanta before moving to the Bronx. Faithful to those artistic roots and friendships, he's currently exhibiting his first New York City solo show at the Bronx Museum. Jose is also known for the huge mural he created in the lobby of One World Trade Center, which pays tribute to the lost lives of 9-11. He also collaborated with various artists from all over the world, including French artist J.R., with whom he worked in Cuba on a piece called Wrinkles of the City. José and Hank will tell us everything about their friendship, their art practice, and the collaborative initiative that started at the beginning of this year called Wide Awakes 2020. So now, be ready to be awakened. Hello, Hank, and hello, Jose. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this interview. We love this kind of conversation between two prominent artists who speak to the challenges of our time, and we are happy to be with you today. You have known each other for a while, and we'd love to hear you, Jose. Can you tell us how you both met? Sure. Uh, well, first, thank you, uh, Aud and Anne, for having Hank and I um, here on this platform. Um, I've always looked up to Hank. He's an artist that has always uh, been about telling the truth. I think that's um, my main uh, feeling when I first saw his work. It was like this um, visual conversation that I had been waiting for um, in, in, in the arts. And um, 
I really can't remember how we met. Maybe Hank has a better memory than, than that. It's been many years. But right away from the, the moment we, we did meet, I, I do remember how generous Hank was with me uh, as a friend and, and, and sharing so much and introducing me to people. And, and so that was something that stuck with me right away because I'm also the same way. And so we've just had this great uh, friendship and, and balance as, as artists. Um, and um, for me, Hank, one of the things that stood out uh, very early on, and I don't know if you remember this, Hank, but we were talking about uh, our work and we always talk about our work and, and challenges that we have um, with the visual components of what we're trying to achieve uh, and the communication that we're trying to have with with the public. And Hank once said to me that people who like his work like black people. And it it was heartbreaking at the same time as, as it was like a, a, an awakening for me because um, I guess I had never thought that people would dislike his work because they dislike black people, but it was just like a, a, a normal uh, thing for, for Hank to, to, to have grown up with and think about, um, which, which is uh, the, the, the very notion and fact of where we are here in the world today in history uh, and the separations that we have um, between not only races, but the people who support that separation in, in, in governments. And I think that that's what uh, is important about Hank's work is that the work and Hank himself is a messenger uh, to wake people up about um, what we need to achieve uh, for unity and, and greater understanding and tolerance. And, and so that's what I do remember about when we first met and the continuation of, of uh, our dialogue for all these years. Well, I met you. I don't know. When did you and uh, JR do that party in Miami for uh, uh, city? Maybe it was it was 2000 at the end of 2012. We had just come back from Cuba and it was uh, during during that time that we met. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's been Great. some time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been a long That's time. Crazy. So, yeah, yeah. So and then, oh, yeah, over the years, you know, Jose has got such a magnetic personality and this energy that is like both rhythmic and enthusiastic. Um, he, he, he sings as he speaks and, uh, it's, it's pretty, uh, mesmerizing. And I've really kind of enjoyed watching him as his, his practice as an artist grows because the language in which he speaks about his work changes and then it, you can see it in the action. You know, I, I love, I feel like you're, you're almost like a balletic painter, Jose. It's incredible <laughs> the way that you, 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 you move. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's very moving to hear you speak about one another and how you both met. And um, I mean, Jose, you, you spoke already a little bit about Hank's work. You know, you just said it was uh, about telling the truth and uh, waking up people to what's going on in the world. Would you add anything else to describe Hank's work if you had to introduce it? Yeah, I, I would like to expand on that. I, I, what I meant by waking up is that, you know, a, a lot of um, what I saw in Hank's work initially when I first uh, encountered it, I, I actually saw Hank's work before I met Hank. And I saw a massive installation of Hank's work at the Rubel Collection uh, 40 Americans exhibition. 
And um, I loved it the most because Hank was sampling um, things from the past, like advertisings and <clears throat> reconfiguring them to be, uh, to tell a, a, a new truth. But that was about, about the actual truth. And, and I connected to it because I felt like he was sampling like the way that, you know, people sample in hip hop culture and music and bring the past to become part of the present. Um, and that's something that I think has been a continued theme in what Hank's message is that the past is present. And, um, I, I love that for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is that, um, if somehow young people encounter Hank's work and they're too young to have seen some of these advertisings or to have seen some of the historical photography that Hank brings into the photograph, then Hank is introducing that history as something important that needs to be learned for today's message. And so I really like that bridging between, you know, something that, uh, what was a part of history that is equally as, as, as important to learn for today's world. And that's something that not a lot of artists are able to do and do it well, because uh, that's the other thing. It's anyone could take a photograph and like, you know, play around with it and, and make it something of today, but to do it well is a different story. And Hank's been able to experiment um, with photography and the visual collaging and even playing with light and sculpture and all, all these different um, uh, components of, 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 of visual art making, which makes his work really um, stand out because there's, there's no fear in like trying uh, new techniques or, or new mediums, you know? So m making, making Hank uh, not just uh, um, part of the photography spectrum, but, you know, really, um, he's been doing paintings with collage and fabric and, and, and working with bronze sculptures and installations. And so, you know, that to me is, is, is an artist of today and, and of the future. And Hank, you said that to you, Jose was a ballet painter. Can you tell us a little more about Jose's work and how it resonates with you? Yeah, I think, well, as I saying with Jose, I'm not sure if you know that he, he, at one point and continues to be a b-boy a break dancer and I, I we never really spoken about that but as and i when you see him also he dance you know he dances you know salsa and orenque and um what else do you do <laughs> <laughs> i just you know i just <laughs> i guess anything really i just like to 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 dance you know all kinds of to good music i guess that you could call that you know well, but I think it, to, to to multiple rhythms, and 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 what I, and I think, and I was talking about him the way he speaks in a rhythmic way, and and when I first saw him speak about his calligraphy, I mean his painting, but he talked about his writing style, and he was just like, and no one, he said, no one can paint like I do, and the way that he said that, it wasn't arrogant; it was literally about like this is my body, this is my my language that I've that I've learned and studied. Um, that I can express in a way that only I can do. Uh, and as I, as I've seen him, uh, work and realize how important music is to his creative visual art practice. Um, and then seeing him dance and then seeing him take, you know, make these, these massive, massive paintings where the, the script literally dances across the, the, the canvas or the mural or the wall. 
I, I recognize that there's like, uh, there's a, there's a consistency in it. Um, and so, you know, and some might say that he's, he's dancing through life. And I think that that idea of like trying as hard as you can, even though it's always hard and we face many obstacles to, to, to work within the rhythm of life, you know, the, the upbeat, the uptempo moments, the downtempo moments, um, and not get thrown off course is a really incredible metaphor, um, for, for anyone to embrace, not only in their, 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 their kind of quote unquote work practice, but also in their daily, um, moments. I don't know how you feel about that, Jose, but I feel, I feel, you know what, uh, one of the, one of the books that inspired me, uh, Years ago, I was in Japan and, and I, a friend of mine recommended a book by Haruki Murakami titled Dance, Dance, Dance. And it's a great story because it's set in a contemporary Japan. But also, it, it is about precisely what you said. It's about um, finding the resilience to dance through life uh, because we're going to encounter so many ups and downs. And, and I think that one thing, you know, we understood when we met each other that we have in common is that we both have had to muster up an incredible uh, amount of resilience to get through um, life and also um, in, in, in the work that we do, bringing the real true experiences of what, what, what we've encountered as hardships in life, uh, uh, that, that we had a, a life uh, experience in common on a lot of, on a lot of levels. And, um, and I also, on another, in another way, I also saw you dancing through life because you, because of your generosity. And and um, we do it differently. Like everybody's got their own arrow, their own direction, their own style. Uh, but that's the beauty of when you're able to connect and uh, and see that in in another, you know, uh, friend, an artist, a partner, and 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 um, and that's just you know we're lucky, man, to to have had. Um, how could I say we're as tough as things may have been. Sometimes I like to think that we are lucky to have had the insight of seeing how crazy and tough things may have been so that we could take that, uh, let's say something negative and turn it into something positive. It's great to see how well you know each other and how you're, since we're using uh, musical, you know, and rhythmic metaphors, you're very much in sync with one another and you're both part of this, great collaborative project that we also wanted to talk about today called Wide Awakes 2020. So this initiative was inspired by an 1860s grassroots activist movement of the same name. And we've read that back then, William H. Seward, a prominent politician at the time, said, now the old men are folding their arms and going to sleep and the young men are wide awake. So we were wondering, uh, maybe starting with you, Hank, can you tell us more about Wide Awakes 2020, its missions and its goals? Well, I love it when people add things that I ha haven't <laughs> heard. <laughs> that That's fascinating. Well, I believe that what we're doing is really, you know, in this moment of intense uh transition across the globe and great uncertainty and, and agita and anxiety, uh, we feel that in order to really navigate through it, we need to do it, you know, n not only alone, we need to do it with others and that we can 
disorient ourselves um, from the, the 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 former status quo and then reorient ourselves in connection and collaboration with each other as a guiding light through this kind of you know this storm you know where um, we you know many of us have woken up in 2020 to a new reality literally where you know uh, someone breathing on you could uh, result in your last breath in a matter of days um, where um, governments have um, willfully deceived um, the people in, in, uh, in the, as, a, as a threat to public health where um, storms and fires that we never seen them before could, could happen. And then tragedies, uh, whether it be loved ones or celebrities, um, seem to be abounding. And then this horrible police violence that um, is getting a new light shown on it across the world. Um, that it's really saying, you know, it's, it's a wake up call that like the system as we know it hasn't been working and it's going to be up to us to answer the call and do something about it. And that is going to require one thing for sure, which is creativity. And the fact that um, creatives have often, especially in the 20th and 21st century, been seen kind of as a form of amusement or some or a luxury or something to the side, where in reality, what artists and people who call themselves creatives have always done is they lead through their action, through their creative action, affirmative creative action, uh, culture and the culture that our society is built around in the value systems. Um, and, and we, those often get corrupted at some point when it comes in contact with commerce. And so we are trying uh, really hard to rethink those uh, paradigms. I know uh, uh, Jose has a great metaphor, uh, which is where our collaboration began in earnest um, on February 26, 2020. Yeah, um, on the 26th of February this year, uh, I was looking for a time to do um, my exhibition at the Bronx Museum, and um, it was titled It's Yours, and it was in large part of the, of the exhibition was a homage to the uh, fa founding of hip-hop culture. Uh, the title It's Yours uh, is from Tila Rock's song, It's Yours, and um, it was always said that hip-hop was like a phoenix that rose from the ashes of the decades of fire. Uh, in the Bronx. And um, so I chose February 26th because it was also um, Ash Wednesday. And, um, and, and, you know, we, we saw that that night in the Bronx Museum, there was an incredible um, uh, mixture uh, in, of solidarity uh, of people, all kinds of people from different backgrounds, races, religions, ages, and we all celebrated life, you know, and um, it, it, and it was really a, a strong show of support, not just for me, but for the, for the arts community. Um, and I was, I was really um, just floored by that. But also I saw that the city came together and, and Hank and our friend uh, Wildcat Ebony Brown organized this really great um, collaborative uh, after party with Ghetto Gastro. And it was just this, this really great um, 
moment in, in New York that, um, lo and behold, we, we were kind of unaware of how deep things were about to get and, 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 and how shut down things were about to become. And, um, to continue and add to what Hank was saying about the wide awakes, I think that, you know, the concept of unity is something that, you know, needs to be fulfilled, um, in actuality, not with the, um, veil of, you know, uh, you know, I guess elasticity to what it means to some people because we really need unity and solidarity. And I think that Wide Awakes is an example of how we can achieve that because if you look at um, the, the people who are in the Wide Awakes supporting what we're doing, we're really about everybody. And, and it's all inclusive and it's all about love and it's all about sharing um, and, 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 and really finding ways to pursuit, the liberation of our mind, body, and spirit, and support others in ways that we still are trying to figure out, but but that we're trying and that we're showing that during a time where people are going through a lot of anxiety, fear of being around other people. We've been able to show publicly by creating spaces that bring people together safely, how we can have joy be part of our resistance and um, our uh, protest of everything that we have seen as lies. And part of the, the, the meaning of Wide Awakes itself is to wake people up to those lies because, you know, believe it or not, I mean, there are a lot of people who are unaware of how history has uh, led us to be where we are. And, um, and so that's that's where that's what we're trying to do and and so far um uh, i i would say it's more than trying i think we've you know uh, established a a platform however small it might be it, it's something that's growing and and um and that we're working really hard to um to bring forth something to unite more people yeah and we we see that you both said a lot that collaboration was really important and and it's really at the at the very heart of the wide awakes uh, efforts so can we explain maybe a bit more why is collaborative work so important to you and and who exactly are the people and the artists you want to collaborate with and maybe through maybe one example of an event or a specific uh, happening that struck you hank can you can you tell us about this collaborative work well i don't think there's anyone who we don't want to collaborate with i think The question is how there are so many um, barriers that we create between ourselves and others based off of what we presume to be our differences and where we really, uh, I think, thrive is where we come together and we have connection. I've um, seen so many beautiful things, I would say, uh, in my studio where a lot of our early conversations were, took place, um, just watching complete strangers standing in a circle, 10 and 20 at a time, and become vulnerable and to see each other for the first time and to listen or be heard for the first time by a stranger and then connect deeply, um, is it, it was pretty magical. And just when Jose came in and then started to do his thing and then you know took it to the next level, and took it outside of the studio and with Ebony and they started to do, uh, you know, we did the Ju Juneteenth parade and then 
uh, the magic of the intersectional groups there or um, what happened on Inter Interdependence Day um, is just really beautiful because it requires uh, people taking a leap. And so a friend of ours, Claudia Pena, who's collaborating with us through Four Freedoms said, the Wide Awakes is a trust fall, you know, like a theater exercise where you, you just fall back and you just know that someone's going to catch you. And I love, I love that uh, metaphor because that's, um, that's what um, the creative practice is also. And how about you, Jose? You're also a big fan of collaborative work. Earlier when we were talking about how you and Hank met, we were referring to the collaboration made with JR with the Wrinkles of the City project in Cuba. How do you think that collaboration can make a difference? Well, you know, I really think that solidarity is about collaboration. We need, for example, on the bigger picture, the biggest spectrum in the planet right now is that um, we need all leaders to really learn about collaboration from people like artists for the benefit of all humanity. The biggest collaboration that needs to happen is a collaboration on the, on the front of uh, the environment and the issues of how we can save the planet. Because every issue is going to be tiny compared to the big catastrophes that await us. So that's, that's the biggest one that we can all think about and how can we influence the very close new generation of leaders to think about collaboration um, uh, as, as something as, as uh, and, and there's creativity in that because, for example, diplomacy takes a lot of creativity, right? Um, in, in, in a lot of ways, like Hank says, who are we not trying to collaborate with? The, the challenge is, How do you um, start the conversation and the relationships that uh, that can really, um, you know, you know, form the kind of trust uh, that uh, that people need to work together? Um, so, you know, while artistic collaborations are very important and powerful, I think the best collaborations are when there's, uh, you know, a, a message that is relevant to to powerful change. And, and, that, and that that relevance is, you know, a continued conversation on, on important uh, matters of, of today. And, and, of course, the level of importance varies for so many kind of people. So I'm not trying to de demean anyone, uh, you know, in terms of what it, that word important means, really. But, um, uh, you know, all out collaboration is what we all need more of. Uh, maybe the politicians need to collaborate a little bit more and, and, and find ways to bridge communities and, and countries and rather than build up walls. And so my idea of collaboration is actually really, really large. And I, and I think that that's what drew me to Hank, you know, uh, bringing about the wide awakes and, and, and seeing that he has also this, this huge vision. It, it, we're not limited to just thinking about uh, how to collaborate within the artist community, but really, Uh, want to be more expansive about what that word means to collaborate. Yeah, from what we're hearing, you're both very much about breaking down those walls, bringing openness to the heart of the conversation. That actually makes us want to talk to you about what's coming up. And we know that, as you know, you rightfully said, the whole world is going through dire times with a lot of uncertainty and anxiety. But it's all the more reasons to talk about hope and joy. 
For instance, you recently announced on social media a new campaign for the Wide Awakes called the 2020 Awakening. And we read that sentence that struck us, which said, we invite you to awaken to a new possibility, one where joy and abundance replace competition and scarcity. So, Jose, do you want to comment on that and tell us how, you know, you and we can find joy and abundance through the arts? Well, first, uh, I think that, you know, I consider myself to be really uh, lucky to have had the arts in in, in my life for as long as I've had art um, and dance and music. And and um, and so I'm I'm aware that that that's not the only place to find joy and and abundance. Um, But for me, I've been able to find it. Um, in that way. And uh, I think it's a really high philosophy uh, that, you know, we're trying to spread a, a message of, of create creation and love and, 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 you know, to give, to create is to give. And that this is how I interpret um, this, this feeling of this quote is that when you're making something, regardless of what it is you're making, I mean, I make paintings and 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 some people make dances and and some people sculpt, but um, there are so many ways to make things that give back to society. And when you're giving back to society, that abundance of love that you have inside that you're sharing, um, however little one person does, when it multiplies by so many people. It really spreads, and that's what we're talking about. I think that th- that's how I interpret that. What we need is um, more giving and less taking. Well, and and Hank, just uh, before you said that, one thing that we really need in this new normal, as we say, is creativity. So, as a conclusion to this really uplifting conversation, how do you believe that creativity and joy, again, and hope, act as tools to radically reimagine? the future, our future? Well, I don't know if anyone can live for too long without hope. And in, in every art practice is embedded this hope that not only is what you're beginning going to actually become something, so to speak, it's also this hope that someone someday, somewhere will connect with it and that it'll mean something to them. And so every artwork is the message to the future and to um, even maybe to our future selves. And when we think about that, we recognize that we in the creative fields, including uh, entrepreneurs and uh, fabricators and um, activists are really living in the future because what we're doing today and in this moment is only with, uh, and an eye, an optimistic eye that we can make tomorrow better. So what what we're excited about within this collaboration is that if we can get over ourselves and kind of begin to work in a more hive mind way, if only from uh, fleeting moments or specific projects, perhaps we can double, triple, or maybe tentuple our power um, and impact um, and we, as we try to shape uh, as we shape the future through our through our practices and businesses. One of the sentences you said earlier, which struck me, was the quote of your friend saying, the wide awakes is a trustful 
And as you rightfully said, that's what creativity is all about. It's about taking chances. It's about, as you said, Jose, more giving and less taking, more giving through affirmative creative action and trying to inspire change through collaboration, collaboration through the arts and, and even beyond that. As also you rightfully said, Hank, we all need hope and hope is embedded in the art practice. So um, we want to thank you for telling us everything that you've been trying to do through the Wide Awakes 2020 initiative to try to make tomorrows better. That's definitely something we need to hear in those dire political and social times. So thank you very much for that. Thank you, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and listening to this episode of the Arts Society podcast. We hope you enjoyed this enlightening conversation between Jose Parla and Hank Willis-Thomas. And we look forward to sharing with you the next episodes of our podcast. Check out our previous interviews about resilience through the arts. Visit www.artsforsociety.com and follow us on social media for more information about our past and future projects. We also want to thank Raf Parpex for creating the beautiful theme of our podcast.